Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. And welcome to Owen the Town and loads to come up on today's episode as we look back at Luton Town's first competitive fixture of the season, which ended in a 3-1 win over Norwich City, although they did have 15 players out apparently. But is what it is. He still went and won the game. We take a look at Jordan Clark's professional well, professional debut, his Luton debut <laughs> in the in the cup. Did very well. Uh, we're gonna look at that. We're also gonna answer your Instagram questions. It's gonna be good. Loads to get through. Bataro's with me today. So it's Dave. Evening. Evening both. How are you? Very well. Very well indeed. Yeah, not too bad. Apart from a bit jealousy you got talking to Chris Coyne last week. Ooh, that's fine. Oh, did you hear it? He's lovely, wasn't he? He's good. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty upset. Don't worry about that. It's fine. <laughs> I was in the cost while I was just letting one know. That's why I couldn't do it. It was a lie. What he told you. What they both told you. What did we tell you? Well, no. Well, not I'll tell you what we need to tell you. You need to be closer to the oh, microphone. <laughs> it doesn't take long. You just can't get used to it, can you? <sighs> It's not. It's not rocket science, Potaro. It's not. It's, it's not rocket science. Anyway, Chris Coyne, what a laugh! If you haven't heard our Chris Coyne podcast yet, which I'm sure you have, because so many people have said so many lovely things about it, uh, go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes, and uh, you haven't even heard it all yet. It's probably not worth listening. I'm not on it. In all oh, fairness. here we go. Oh, here we yeah. go. Because you're not on I'm it. Joking. Of course, no. Nah, it's brilliant. In all fairness, no. I've heard. I've heard quite a lot of it. Nice. Like I said, I had the Cotswold. Well, I say 4G, half a G, whatever it was. Oh, it was shocking. <laughs> um, so Luton Norwich, the uh, Carabao Cup first round fixture. When this fixture was announced, I thought mm, the highest ranked team we could have got, right? But um, oh yeah, with all their their injuries and suspensions and players out on international duty, it turned out actually being all right. Good win. Well, it's a win's a win, isn't it? It's you know, it's a good start. It's a good warm up for us. Exactly, it you gives know, a couple no, of confidence, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And it, it was a good result. 3-1, who's going to moan? And also, all this talk about, oh, they had 15 players out and whatnot. So what? They still had a strong enough team. To, you can only put, you can only beat what's put in front of you. Little loot and everyone kept saying. Yeah, yeah that's true. Joke. But you can only beat yeah. what they put in front of you. So exactly. it's Norwich City. In, in, in 10 years' time, you can look back and say, we beat Norwich City. You're not going to remember who's playing for them. Oh, of course. They still did that. Like you said, they still had some okay first-team players in there, like Jordan Hugel they've just signed up front. Yeah, I love the way he said okay there. Not mm. good. Or well, he's not like amazing, good. is he, Jordan? No, he was, was he at QPR last year? Yeah, he's the lump in here. That's what yeah, he is. They missed loads of cities in that 3-2. Yes, that is exactly year. him. Yep. Yeah. But no, like I said, they, had, I'm still, they still had, um, is it closer at centre-half? Did Steepman play as well? I think Teddy played, didn't he? Yeah, Alexander Teddy was a Premier League player with them. Yeah. He, they signed, he signed for what? Quite, well, big money for what you'd say for Norwich a few years back. So they can't really complain. I mean, their team was probably worth like, what, 10 times the amount ours was. Yeah. You look at it that way. So you can't really sit there and go, or oh, any Norwich fan that sits there moaning. Give, oh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to get a bit closer uh, to Mike still. No, <laughs> you mate, can't get used to it. Yeah, but I'm basically blowing it if I'm doing this. It's not good, is it? It's what you need. No, it's not. Get your practice in, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bit. 
Um, so producer Jake has made some notes I didn't see the game on Saturday so I'm literally going off what what you're going to say and producer Jake is going to say but he said the first half wasn't wasn't like the best but James Shea pulled off a couple of okay saves it's it's good to see Shea basically providing that competition for Sluger isn't it early doors Mm. that's what you need you need you need covering every single position you need challenges and excuse me but uh, oh fucking that's what I was going to say now anyway (laughs) Yeah, you, you need cover in either position and you need someone to push the other one, uh, so to speak. That's what yeah, I meant Shea, to say here. Yeah. Shea, Shea made some great saves in the first half, I think. He, he, he did, made I think he, in the second he, half he made a couple. And in a couple well, in the yeah. second half, yeah. And, and by all reports, he had a great game. So it's good to know that that backup's there. If you mm-hmm. if you think he's Slugan's our number one and, and Shea can come in at any point. Don't get you. it wrong, though. I do think that goal, maybe he could have sorted his position out a bit sooner. But we won't go into that because it was a great display and I will not hold that against him. Yeah. Do you think Sluger starts on Saturday against Barnsley? I, I would expect he, he hasn't would. played much though in preseason, has he? No, he hasn't. I think he's played like one half of football. I don't know if he's. I wouldn't be surprised if Shea's back in there for the time being. Really? To start wow. the season, yeah. Because I think, you know, Mr. Jones himself, he likes Shea, doesn't he? So I can see it happening. And he'll try and get maybe get Sluger in. Because, like you said, he hasn't really played a lot, has he? I don't think so. I think from the friendlies we've played, what Shea played the whole of the Northampton game. Um,. I think Sluger played half a half of half against Wildstone or something. Not half a half, just a half. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, you sorry. Don't try and get out of there. <laughs> and I was going to say, you know, um, obviously Sluger, when's he back anyway from national duties? Anyone know? A crash playing tomorrow night? Must be this week sometime. But yeah. So he's not going to be back till late anyway, is he, really? Yeah, it's hard to see, isn't it? And I'm yeah. sure the squad will be probably travelling up to Barnsley on Friday. And I'm sure it was, it was name his uh, squad on Thursday anyway. Yeah, so. Surely. Sorry. Looks like we can see Shea starting mm-hmm. goal, which I guess isn't a bad thing, is it? No, oh, mate. Oh, it's Everyone knows what James Shea is about. He's safe. He's secure. He's true. He's trusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. You do trust him. But mm. also, at the end of last season, you were trusting Sluka too. So, yeah, of course. both goalkeepers are worth their salt. So, let's hope whoever starts has a great game. But he, yeah. he uh, Shea did actually do some, some great work on, on, on the weekend. Oh, so. It's brilliant. Yeah. So well, into the second half, we really kind of just... We just got there in the end, didn't we? With that, with with this win, mm-hmm. and um, let's talk about the Panoy, the legend, Peli Rudder Kampanzu. Nice little touch, back inside. I thought it was a foul. Oh, definitely, it's a massive penalty. Yeah, getting closer now. Massive, massive foul. Uh, you, mate, anyone can see that. Even I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, but, mate. I, I do you know what? I was really impressed with Peli on Saturday. Really, really impressed. What impressed you about Peli on Saturday? Second half, the way that the first half he. I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but I thought it was a bit from everyone, do you know what I mean? But second half, he came out and he proved to people, to me especially, yeah. to people, just to me, that he can pick his tempo up a little bit and he can, he can stand out at times. At times. As an attacking player, would you say? I like him going forward. You do like do him you going not? forward? Yeah, I, yeah no, I, agree. I think Pelly. I don't trust him defensively, but I trust him going forward. I always said this. And you people don't, well, sit there and go, oh, that's bullshit. You can... Listen back to podcasts from however many long years ago, whatever, or months ago, should I say? <laughs> yeah, I think Pelly when he's when he's in that attacking position, I'm I'm happy for him to give the ball away every now and again, as long as he in is that positive position in that attacking position. Yes, yeah, but it's not all the time in that position, is it, Gregory? We all know that. Nah, he's a legend, mate. Don't worry about it. You you got to ask yourself though. Um, you know, it's a very quiet first half, and Nathan Jones obviously. Set the team up well for the second half. He made yeah, a couple of substitutions, of got them playing better. So, you know, you've got to put some credit there too. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it wrong, Dale. I'm not slating or anything like that. No, I understand that, but you know, I just think it was like I the way the game went in the first. Like, it's obviously momentum swings, isn't it? You get that in football. But maybe the tactics were there in the first half. See how we play. And I'm yeah. pushing up for second half, and, and second half, Luton, as usual, mm-hmm. got better under Jones. I, I think he's sort of tactically quite aware when he's when he's yeah. watching the games. Well, so Colin stepped up and he put the ball in the goal yes, to give us the lead. Um, it's nice to see Colin score, isn't it? I know he slipped in that penalty against Blackburn on that final game, but this time, no mistake, nice penalty and up and running already with a hat trick. Yep. You can't really complain, can you? To be honest, it's with good you, to see but. after that miss as well. Then we went for on goal. Yeah, I've seen it, and he obviously slipped. Well, tried to turn. It was like a truck trying to turn. In there were loads corridor. of uh, there was loads of things on group chats and and social media, basically slagging him off at some point, saying he wasn't good enough. Blah 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 blah. And then you know, in ten minutes, he scores yeah. three goals almost. And that's the most minutes. important ten minutes. You saw people slagging away. off Collins on Saturday. I did, yeah. Wow. Who? Just name in, and shame. I'm not going to name and shame <laughs> anyone. But what I would say is they were saying, you know, he's too slow. He's not on the ball. He's not fit enough. He's not, he's not getting in his positions. I've heard people yeah. saying that as well. And the they, they were all yeah. saying that, yet he scores three goals. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's not good enough and he can score three goals when he's not good enough, wait until he's really on We all know he's good enough anyway. I mean, the work rate. I mean, for someone who's such a defensive forward, let's face it, he's a defensive forward. He, um, like I say, he scored how many goals last season? 11, 12, was it? Sorry. I thought you were 14, 14. last season. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was yeah, that all competitions? With it? Either or. But anyway, but even to score 14 goals in probably what? 40 odd games that's I'm, I'm happy with that you happy with that that's a good return no it's not bad for is it really for a quarter of a million pound striker that he was a few years back that's good stuff you can't complain no you can't not at all it's quite funny as well that he scored a hat trick and then Ireland go lose 1-0 to Denmark and he yes. thinks if only Ireland had a striker that could score mm. a hat trick you know yeah. if he was there in Ireland duty mate would have had him in the hat trick team so it's good things good things for us anyway uh, we're going to talk about Clark Jordan Clark today because uh, we thought he was he was pretty good at the weekend, and you've you and Steve raved about him a bit in, in the group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that set up the second goal. Um, that's fine, mate. Just cracking open a beer. Go for it. The second um, goal. It was a good move all round, wasn't it? It was, a, it was a cracking pass out to the right hand side, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was just a, it was just a nice was that the second or floated or cross. I think the second one was it. Yeah, it's the cross in. Pelly pulls it back. Oh yeah, yeah. the chest. Yeah, and. It was it was just good, wasn't it? It was just another, it's just a bit of a taste of what we can expect from Clark. These balls going into the box, maybe it feels a bit like it did when we had Stacey doing that. Yeah, and the thing is, what really impressed me was that third goal because I just can't get it out of my head. That ball from it was Pelly, wasn't it? That ball from Pelly from midfield Clark, across yeah. the right. Yeah, that was unbelievable. And I mean that touch as well. That, that was first touch was great. Was yeah, insane. it was amazing. Yeah, and then the the ball in, just I thought that is such like not simple, but that's. That's explosive football for me. And that got me on the edge of my seat. And I thought, this is great to see. Well, you think about it. it. Last season, we didn't really score many goals like that third one. Did we really? Where it's simple, like you run down the line, you pass it back and you tap it in. No. When you think about it, that didn't really happen last year. Because all our players are so deep, back in their own half, maybe. But look, it's great to see, isn't it? You can score different varieties of goals as well, it's good. True. Although two did come from down that right-hand side. And Actually, didn't all three of them come down from that I side? I think they all did come yeah, down from the right side. But also, I would I would agree with Luke there. But you know, when he said, you know, it's Stacey-esque almost, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it's what we probably missed a lot yeah. last season, uh, you know, because we didn't have Stacey or Justin. Um, so it's nice to see, nice to have that option, and he was quick, and, and his pass was amazing. Yeah, that's a brilliant goal. Mm, it was a great goal. Lovely to see mm. it. 
they're all good goals in fairness. The problem is with the Carabao Cup is it, I, I just get, you get the feeling we're not going to win it. So, you know, you go... You get that feeling, do you? Well, yeah, come on. Just a slight feeling we're not going to win it. <clears throat> no, because, you know, it's not like it used to be, unless... Don't take the piss, Gregory. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah, of course we're not going to win it, but well, you, if we do you, know win, what's, you know what's up for grabs now in round three, so it'd be nice to get mm-hmm. through to round three at least. Can you imagine Paul Pogba of Kenneth Rowe? Round three, it'd be great, wouldn't it? What's it matter? We're not going to be there, is we? It's just so annoying. Oh, Dave, I love your negativity. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if we could play Man United or we could play Joe Blog City. We're not, I wouldn't have we're been there anyway, be even if it was a crowd. No, you wouldn't, would you? I couldn't get a ticket. Yeah, well, it's mm. your fault, not ours. It's not, it's not my fault, mate. <laughs> it's not my fault I can't get a ticket. They're all sold out. Either way. Like I said, I'll see my No one's going to be there anymore. anyway. Forget it. Um, if we talk about the Carabao Cup, then we've got Reading... Away next Tuesday in the second round. Kick, kicks off at six o'clock. Next week already. Yeah, next Tuesday. It Shit, kicks off at what that. time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's just it's one of them ties. It's just so boring, though, isn't it? Well, let's be honest. When we went to Reading last season, Reading beat us eight yeah. nil over two games last year. <laughs> yeah, but, the, the but I still don't rate them. That's the thing. I still don't look at Reading and just think anything. Just nah. Like Possibly one right. of the worst away performances we witnessed. Yeah, oh, 100%. But look, just going back to obviously the whole Reading Man United game, it's incentive, isn't it? To play Man United as yeah. well. Especially for the players. So, look, but that's the same for both teams. Yeah, that's a, cup, that's yeah. the problem with having a draw before the game's played, is that it's the incentive is there for both teams. Why have they done it like that, by the way? Because I have no idea. Because they have confused. to get them done real quick. Oh, right, okay. Just a bit confused, that was all. I'm sure, though, Luton are probably going to be up for it more than Reading. Luton will want to play Man United more than Reading. That's a, right. I've, done, I've never seen Luton play Manchester United. Like, this would be, this would be crazy. This would be, good. This would be go so on, good. Dave, go on, Dave. I see that smug look in your face. Go on, I've seen him. Literally, like, four days yeah. play before we play Watford as well. Imagine that. Imagine someone told you five, even two years ago that a week of fixtures would be Manchester United at home followed by Watford away. Oh, come on. Uh, been there, done oh, how that. How far we've come. No, look, you know, when you're as old as I am, you've seen quite a few fixtures, you know, you youngsters have got it all to come and all to suffer and all to enjoy. So, you know, look forward to it. Let's hope we can make that. Producer Jake has put down here in the stats. He said Luton last played Manchester United in 1992 in a one-all draw. He said Mick Harford scored the only goal, which obviously is not true because <laughs> there was two goals. But that's Producer Jacob for you. Um, yeah, but come on. The 92. only goal for Luton, you fool. Were you there, 92, Man United? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go on, Dave, go on. You tell me what exactly what was... Weather was like the temperature and all sorts. Go on. I can't, I can't tell you that, Please. but I, I tell you it was one all. Okay. Yeah, it's because you just don't know. Look, when, when you when you when you watch games like that, you know, in the nineteen ninety two, a one all draw against Man United was what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Man United were the top teams then, weren't they? So you know, we did a good job there. And I, you know, Mick Harford was always a legend, always will be a legend. So he can take yeah, that stat. Man. I love it. I hope he's not the last person from Luton to score against Man United. Well, we'll see in uh, about however long it is, months time or whatever. Couple of weeks, mate. Couple of weeks, mate. Hang on a minute, what? If we beat Reading, we play Manchester United two weeks tomorrow. Wow, that's, that's, yeah, that's... And then you play the next round after that, three weeks tomorrow. Two weeks already, the third round? Yeah. They're in a rush to get it done. Mate, the fourth round is done by the end of September, and then the quarters are in November. So I definitely didn't look at the draw yesterday. Yeah, Jesus Christ! That's so it's going to be, it's just going to be so exciting. Let's just hope we beat Reading. 
It's like you said, imagine all these Man United players here. Just imagine like Glenn Ray smashing into like Paul Pogba in the corner. Oh. When you put it like that, it's a bit weird, but <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> Mate, in all fairness, the thing is, right, even if we get to this stage, and obviously we're saying, oh, people are saying, oh, fuck it, we're not even there yet. But even if we get to that stage, let's just fucking kick them off the park a little bit. Give us something to cheer about. Because we don't care. We'll, we'll, we'll end up we'll end up. It's a guaranteed anyway. TV, TV yeah, exactly. tie as well. Bit of money for the club. Well, you say that. We didn't get on TV against Newcastle, did we? Yeah, but Newcastle's not Manchester United at home. Oh, yeah, but... No. Yeah, Man United is a TV favourite, aren't they? So you you might get that one. Hundred percent would get it, and yeah, everyone would love it. Um, so that's that's happening. Carabao Cup, all good fun. Let's talk about Jordan Clark then a bit more in depth. When we signed Jordan Clark, I didn't know much about him. Not going to lie, but a lot of Accrington fans rated him highly. A lot of um, you know Luton fans who knew of him said, "No, that's a good signing," and. He's kind of, he's kind of. I think he's replacing Izzy Brown, isn't he? Would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he playing anywhere along like, the attacking positions, can't he? So, yeah, he look, he looks a similar sort of prospect, doesn't he? As well, he's quite good on the ball. His first touch is good by the looks of it. I mean, I've seen him play a few, so I looked at a lot of highlights as well. But yeah, I'd say so. And maybe he might work slightly harder. Well, I was about to say the same thing. If again, I. You know, don't refer to the podcast you didn't listen to all the way through yet. But uh, when we was talking to Chris Coyne, he was he was saying that you need a hunger, you need you need to you need a real hunger for it. Mm-hmm. And maybe this t- this guy, Jordan Clark, has that hunger more. He's got more points to prove, hasn't he? Of course, he's not. Well, he's not. He's not at Chelsea, is he? He's not out on loan. He's 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 come from a smaller club to a much bigger club, and you know, Ackerson would firstly admit that. And um, yeah, he's got a point to prove. He he got to prove that he's that good. So he really wants it. So you, ah, you good you, luck to him as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's chose the right path as well. Going to Luton to prove himself. Well, we're not better to prove yourself than Luton. Let's face it. I know people might go, it's a bit biased, but it's true. How many talents in the past have Luton produced? Loads. And, absolutely, loads yeah. of people use us as a stepping exactly. stone. But if they use us for a stepping stone, but then we become better for it, and, and we then we progress, yes, and exactly. we progress to yeah. the leads, and we get into that new stadium. Then they won't be stepping through Luton. They'll be coming to Luton. Do you know what I like about Jordan Clark from what I've seen of him so far is I do think he's a similar player to Izzy Brown, but I I feel agility wise and I thought the same. Yeah, yeah, he just seems to be the best way I can compare this to is like Izzy Brown. I guess you could say similar to a player like De Bruyne in like like movement and stuff, like in movement ways and stuff, like. Do you, not, do you understand what I'm saying? Brian is a bit deep, mate. I wouldn't be compared but, to the point. Okay, but not in like position-wise, just in like body and the way they move. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Because um, I was going to say Jordan Clark's more like yeah, David Silva with the ball. When he's on the ball, he's <clears throat> all like agile and quick and, and he, you know, whereas... Yeah, no, I get you. I, yeah. I, honestly, yeah, I get what you're saying. The thing is, Izzy Brown, I watched him in a friendly, just, well, that's nothing, obviously completely irrelevant. But, um... I watched him against Leicester for Sheffield Wednesday, right in a friendly. And I watched him the other day in the cup as well. And I tell you what, I didn't realise until he was in a different shirt how fucking lazy he actually is. <laughs> he's honestly so lazy. I was watching his movement. He just don't do nothing up top. I mean, don't get me wrong, he does things. He's insane on the ball. I mean, I love him. I think he's a brilliant player, technically. But I see it when people are saying that with work rate. I do get it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It might be because it's a new team. It might mean nothing, but... I'm starting to realise. I look back on a few Luton games as well and I start to look at, point out certain things that people were saying. But when he was on his game, he was fantastic. He, yeah. he mean, was that, fantastic. I mean, the stats speak for themselves, yeah. they? The, the creation, 
But this is this is getting back to the to the to the this, the point we just made. If you're really up for it, Jordan Clark can prove himself in that way, and maybe Izzy Brown's happy to just take the take the dosh and move on. But we shouldn't go back to that. We should be talking about this guy, and and he's a lot. He's got a lot to offer for us. Yeah, a lot. It's going to be exciting for him as well because you know it's his first season in the championship, isn't it? So he's got he's got he's going to want to prove prove himself. Absolutely. The thing is, people need to give him a chance. They need to be patient with him, even if he doesn't like pull it off. Because let's face it, I mean, he might have done well when he came on the other day, and he might he might have looked good in pre-season, which he has. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to start off with a bang. And if people start getting his back straight away on whatever else, then they need to take a back seat and just say, do you know what, this boy played League League One. And, um, but yeah, he, like I said, he, he's got stuff to prove. Even if he doesn't do it, you know, all the time and consistent basis, as long as he gives 100%, I'm sure people will be happy with that. How do you see him fitting into the team then going forward? Is he more of a number 10? Is he more of like you give him a free roam? Right does he play? Diamond. Does he play right side of diamond, does for he, me, do you reckon? For me, yeah. If Nathan Jones plays the diamond, then he plays right side of diamond for me. Yeah. With, um, sorry, I got a bit closer. Sorry. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, well, for me, Cornick has to be in there and Collins, so depends on what you want. But Can you see him starting against Barnsley on Saturday? Uh, maybe not, no. Maybe he's an impact player if we need something. I think we're going for a solid team because I don't think you want to lose or concede away, do you, from home, really? You know, that's pretty doesn't matter at the moment, but I can see him as an impact player. But I think you have to have one, maybe him or Kaz on either side. I just, I generally think he might start, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might start. Why Why not? He had a great game at the weekend. Why would you not put him out again? Do you want to chuck him in the deep end? That's the thing. Why not? I mean, because I want to win the game. Yeah, but the manager wouldn't have selected him if he didn't think he was good enough to do a job. So he wouldn't have bought him if he didn't think he was good enough to do a job. So why would you automatically think he won't start? Maybe he is the person that makes that, that work on yeah. Saturday. So I, I don't see a reason why he can't start. Well, we asked your opinions on Jordan Clark from the weekend. Leanne says it explains why we never went back in for Izzy Brown. While Izzy clearly has talent, I don't think he fits in with Nathan Jones's ethos. While Clark looks like a Nathan Jones type player, I'm excited to watch him play. Luton Town Analytics say um, they can see him pushing to take Lee's cam spot or Cornick's right mid, right wing spot, depending on formation. He is a smart forward thinking player who can create chances and take players on. Leo says feels a void of Izzy Brown. First touch is immense. See him linking up with Collins a lot this season. And Liam says ball control was great, took players on, won the ball back around the halfway line a few times and is completely unselfish to square its collar at the end, which is actually true because you look back at that third goal, a lot of players in Clark's position there may have just gone in and shot. He was... Um, he looked up. He looked up. and He looked up and, it back. you know, you're told that straight away, aren't you? Look up, played a great pass, easy goal. And that's what you want. And, and you know, we said it earlier. How many times have we seen that last season? Not that many. That's true. So if you've got a little bit of quality down the right there, why not? Good boy. Just like last season, we didn't really have that type of player to get in that position to do that. Exactly. I guess you could say Cornick, but, you know, with what's Cornick, what he's like well, sometimes. So. Cornick out of this, right? <laughs> sort of really near about, obviously, Luton Town Analytics. So they went, obviously, pushing maybe Cornick. That's, that's the thing. He's probably even brought in to push Cornick or something like that. Or could play yeah. on either side or behind the strikers and number 10, maybe push Eric Lee if he plays there. Starts yeah. it. No one knows, but... Don't get it wrong, I, I'm going to keep saying it. I want Harry Cornick in that starting eleven every single week. Every single week I want Cornick in there. If Cornick can really get it together this season and have 
a season where he scores 10 plus goals. Yeah, but he had a good season last season. But like, let's step it up now. I think he scored, the, he scored 10 goals last season. Ah, uh, scored 20. <laughs> I think I think the thing is we had we had a different type of pressure last season. You know the pressure was we were like backs up against the wall most of the season. If we get a good start, then maybe the players can relax a little bit yeah, and some perform better. We was up against the wall the whole of the first part of the season when Graham Jones was in charge. You know, no one was performing yeah. brilliantly. It's true. No one. Yeah. What I mean though, if Harry Cornick now kicks on and has a better season than last season. There's no reason why at the end of next season he's not a fifteen million pound player. Like, tell me, is, does that sound ridiculous? You think oh. if Brentford just signed Tony for ten mil? Yeah, no, I'll, no. Then he scored gonna, how many goals he that. scored? Like in in League One, three maybe. Twenty three. Were they mostly penalties? If Cornet gets to like ten fifteen <laughs> in the Championship and has I don't know ten assists. Just another thing as well, right? With football. You said about Ivan Tony cost ten million pound, right? Yes. Yeah, twenty three goals or whatever. And people obviously would would love to correct me on that. I don't really know. I don't really care. But it's around about that mark. James Collins in League One. How many goals did he score? 24? He scored more. I think he scored twenty four. Twenty four. Why is he not worth ten million pounds straight away? I'll tell you why. Because he's not quick. And he's a bit older. That matter. I still think Collo in the market nowadays is is at least like three three mil. At least three mil. It's because of the type of players where you get. If you get an explosive, powerful player, then obviously because they're more excited on the eye, and people pay more money for that. Do you not? Would you not think that's a thing these oh, days? Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's what I think. I think it's a bit ridiculous sometimes. It's but just, it's just like a Olivier Giroud is going to cost less than I don't know, like a Callum Wilson, for example. It's just the type of player they are, aren't they? It's strange, though. Isn't it? It's very strange. I know. It's just. Who wants? Who, no one wants an Olivia Giroud nowadays. I'll take one though. And it depends how much. It depends how much. It's insane, mate. <laughs> no, but that's the point, isn't it? The problem is that it's where the money is, isn't it? If you've got the money and the club know you've got the money, they're going to hold out for the biggest price. Yeah. You know that's the thing. So if if Brentford or what the other team from down the road and any of those former Premier League teams come down, you've got crap loads of money. You know, and you know they're interested in your play. You're holding out for the biggest yep. price, so that's that inflates the price. Way above what it should be, way above. And you know, your man, your man has gone to Brentford. There, he needs to prove himself and prove that he can do it at that level. And I don't think he will. I'm just going to put it out there. Just going to show yeah. that one out. I don't think he's going to. But do I it. think we've got a bargain with our guy. Either way, do you think we need to look at maybe a striker like that for this season? Still, with a month left of the window, do we need another striker we need that is a bit who quick? Can change the game up top. I mean, don't get wrong. I mean, I love Danny Hilton, but is he really going to change the game in certain situations? I just think Hilton and Collins are too similar. In yeah, I agree with that. Their play style that we don't have like a, a, an option B. Mm-hmm. We don't. And you could probably say Cornick and Luolo are, but are they out and out strikers? No, no, nowhere near. Well, I mean, Cornick used to be, but I won't say he's an out and out striker. I mean, you've seen his finishing ability, but I'd, I'd rather Cornick out wide anyway. But no, we do need. I'd say like a. Isaac Vassell kind of player. We need someone like him again. Well, Tyler Walker went to Coventry. Exactly. He would have been a good backup off the bench. Oh, sorry. Sorry, but Tyler will get bench. closer to the microphone one day. But yeah, Tyler Walker, I looked, I looked at Coventry's signing of that and thought, you know what, we could do with that. We could do with a player like him. Hmm. I, think, I think, you know, you've got to ask where Nathan's looking for a striker. If you're looking for a striker, do you go down a couple of leagues and just pick one up? And then sort of bring him forward, or do you look for, enough. or do you look for an established one, 
or do you just go with what you've got and and bring in someone from the from the you know the academy or whatever else? I just think if you can get sometimes get a player that can just cause problems with pace and power, even if he doesn't have the best goal scoring record. I don't believe in sometimes always goal scoring records because everyone goes, oh yeah, but he only scored like you know, nine goals last season. But look at the t- kind of team he was in. What kind of football did they play? It doesn't really matter. True. But it bugs me when people go. Yeah, but he was in a relegated team last season. They can't be that good. But if you're a standout player in a relegated team or whatever else, you've got to be worth a fucking yeah, if you're punt, perform- you? yeah, if you're performing in a, in, in, a, yeah. in a poor performing team, I agree with you. So it depends where he's looking. So I, I generally think we should have a backup striker from somewhere. Going back on to that Callum Wilson thing as well. He scored eight goals last season. Yep. And a lot of people going, oh, he's not good enough to, to be worth £20 million or whatever in the Premier League. Who is worth £20 million these days anyway? Or, actually, don't worry about that. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but still, the thing is, he's got eight goals. People are like, oh, he's twenty million pound for eight goals. Yeah, but he might score fucking eighteen goals next season because the way you play, the style of football, and then you play. service you give yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. look at James Collins, and obviously James Collins always scored goals anyway. Danny Hilton, for example, I think he scored twelve goals a season before we signed him from Oxford, or something like that. I mean, like I said, yeah, it weren't many for Oxford. I it don't wasn't think. great, was it? But then, and he comes to us and scores twenty goals or whatever, nineteen, in the first season, and he goes and scores twenty again. I mean, come on, look, it's... Time will tell, mm. and, and Saturday will will be the, the beginning of it all again. It'll be great. Well, let's wait. talk about Saturday quickly. The season is kicking off under uh, away at Barnsley. Uh, do we need Do we need to win? Is it... A, is it just don't lose. Just don't just lose. Don't lose. It's a don't lose. Barnsley it's a don't are a good lose. side. Yeah, they They're are a good, good side. side. But it's a don't lose, but if we win, it's a bonus. So do we take a point at Barnsley at the weekend? 100%. Yeah, it's, it's a not lose. It's a not lose situation, isn't it? Um, and and a win would be a total. Put it this bonus. way, for me, like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep reiterating the fact that I keep saying this. But Barnsley are a very, very, very good side, and they didn't get enough credit last season from a lot of people. They are a better side than what they've ever shown. I promise you that. You know, since that guy came in, fucking Strew Harbour, whatever his name is, I actually don't know his name. I don't know his name. To be but fair yeah. though, had Wigan not had the ten points. Yes, but Dave, do you, have you not seen like? They, well, look, I have seen them. But I don't think we should be. We shouldn't, as well. we shouldn't be scared of them. We shouldn't be scared of them. It's the, the disappointing thing is we're not all going up there to watch it. That's the disappointing Gutting. thing. Gutting. So, can we beat them? Of course, we can beat them. Uh, just don't lose. It'll be yeah. interesting to see if we can keep up that away form we had under. Well, after lockdown under Nathan Jones, one. Well, we were unbeaten away. Only had one defeat. And that was that Reading. Reading five yeah. 0 Every other away game. And you look at the fixtures we played away from home as well. Leeds and Swansea and Hull. Tough games. Yep. Very tough games. So, you never know. Maybe maybe this is where we, we kick on. I hope you're right. Kick I, on. I really hope we don't come out after Saturday fucking losing 2 or 3-0 or something like that. Well, look, you know what? It's, it's the first game, but we've already won one game this season. We're, we're against Norwich, which is great. So let's let's see what happens. I, I think we're due a win anyway this this year. We can just big uh, get a bit of momentum going before that Watford game. That's all you want. If, you, you go, if we go into that Watford game with two wins from two, and our confidence is sky high, Ooh. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Should we get into some Instagram questions for today? There's not many. Um, Why is that? Producer Jake has only put five down. Oliver oh, says, "Do you think we'll joking. sign any more attacking players? If so, who?" I guess we kind of already touched on that, didn't we? We said yeah. maybe it's like it's a younger striker. To know. I Who's think out there for us as well? It's so difficult because you know I don't know of any strikers that I would go, oh, let's have him. So leave it to leave it to the managing team, and uh, yeah, we'll get one. I, I reckon we'll we'll sign somebody. 
Let's trust. I've or we'll get someone on loan or something like that. that that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, it probably will be a loan. Because I don't it? think we have enough firepower. Chris says, if we had to sell Pelly Ruddock, how much would you take for him? 50p. How much is it? Hey, Bataro, how much you pay for a legend? That's what they want to know. Legends are expensive. I think they? they are, yeah. Club legends cost a lot of money. I'm not going to answer that because I, I don't really know. How, how much do you think Pelly Ruddock's worth? Me, personally. Five mil? Nah. Are you not paying for a bit of potential with Pelly Ruddock still? How old is he now? 25. He's our age, isn't he? 25, 26. 26. Why not? Why, why wouldn't he be worth 10? I mean, don't get it wrong. He could perform in the team, but I just... Or even five. Did you say five? Yeah, five. If you ask, market, I'll tell you what. You, you, you tell me what Pelly's going to turn up and that's how much he's worth. If someone's going to come in for Pelly, <laughs> it's got to be a step up, right? So they're going to have a little bit more dosh than we have. So, you know... Depends how but good he's Realistically, I wouldn't want to take any money right now for any players. No, you just keep him solid Just want to keep him, yeah. yeah. We're and talking about Josh says. He is part of the team at the end of the day, and he's part of what we're doing and the success that we're having as well. So at the end of the day, everyone's part of that. We don't want to sell. I don't want to sell. No one. Well, Josh says, do you think we can push for top 10 with our current side? No. 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 Top half? Mm. I'd say Ambitious, I'd say 14th at a push, 13th at a push. Pessimistic. Why not? Why? Why do you think we can't do it? Well, because our squad's not really changed but, much from but, last year. But why it, do you think everybody else's squad is better than ours? I'm not. No, no, no. It's not that day. Yes, you are. You're, no, say, no, you're no. saying there's there's 13 other teams oh, better than us in that I division. Am. I'm saying that apparently. You said you finished 14th. I'm only saying that because we get a few injuries. We got a, quite a short squad compared to a lot of teams in the league. We get caught short maybe Christmas time, whatever, and in the winter period, we have five, six players out. Then what do we do? We're screwed. Okay, we haven't got fucking 10 million pounds to spend on two players. I mean, like Middlesbrough. I mean. What is it? Brit Sombolonga? How much did he cost? 15, 20 million pounds? That's a joke. I'm just to let you know, I think uh, James Collins was up there with the same amount of goals in last season as well. And he cost quarter of a million pounds. Well, Josh, I think we can make a good push for it. Whether we get there or not is another matter. <laughs> Playoffs. We're going to get automatics. No, I'm not yeah. even saying that. I'm not. Come on, I know you take the pee out of me a lot, but uh, no, I, why, why no, can't no, we? No, 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 Dave. Hang on a minute. You just said to me a second ago. Why can't we push it on? Why can't we? Because we haven't that? got no, it's quality not. to do so. Well, well um, no, you know, no, ask again in saying. a few weeks' time. Okay. Okay. I, no, Dave, I get your point, right? I say, why can't we push? It doesn't matter. Sometimes about quality, but I still th- think in my heart, hearts, my head, whatever, I still don't think we've got enough to push on if we get a few injuries because the team gets rocked a little bit and who re- we haven't got a lot of pace in our squad either. That's the massive thing for me is pace. I just can't wait until we win a few games and your whole attitude's change you too. I'll we'll tell see. you what, if that, if that is the case, then I'll pay you because my attitude never changes towards anything. It's always... Yeah, I'm not really carrying on. Oh, well, yeah. to end, Max says, score predictions for Barnsley. I'm going to say Luton going to win it 2-1. There you go. 1-0. One 1-0. All. One all. Dave? I'm, I'm going to go for 2-0 because <laughs> I can't... I can't. Excuse me for up. sneezing live on the podcast. Never I, done that I, before. I'm going to go 2-0 us. <laughs> And if it's not two and a half, it'll be a draw. Brilliant. Well, that's a double prediction, but never mind. Well, well <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. He didn't say I had to say. He said score predictions. He didn't say I couldn't have more than one choice. Anyway, it's good to be back doing podcasts. I think they're going to liven up a bit more as the season goes on. Because at the moment, it's still like you're still waiting for performances to come in. You're waiting for yeah, stuff don't to really talk know about. Doing, exactly. Yeah. So it's hard to talk about a player like Jordan Clark. I've seen him once, but... I can't wait for Saturday to happen. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, though, with all these Saturday, Tuesdays... We're going to have to figure out, I'm going to have to do more, or might have to... You have to work out how much I'm going to spend on beer. Double games and stuff, so... 
Yeah, well, thanks so much for listening today. Make sure you go catch this on YouTube as well, Owen the Town. If you haven't heard our Chris Coin podcast, Lucretai, then uh, go check it out on YouTube as well. We shall see you next Monday, hopefully after a very good win. After a victory, hopefully. Victory. Yeah, let's hope so. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. We shall see you next week. Thank you very much.